This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. One billion a day. Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew Podcast. Coming to you, this is one of those rare occasions of coming to you from my actual podcast studio in my office. And at the time of this recording, it is the end of March 2023. And we've got some new merch over at chinupchestout.com. That's my clothing brand that is the title sponsor of this podcast. You can head on over to chinupchestout.com, check out some of the new merch. And what are we talking about when we say a billion a day? Any guesses? I'm going to let you guess. Noodle that around for a second. I'll give you a hint. It went from three million a day in 1917 up to six million a day in 1925, and then in 1997 it crossed over to the one billion a day mark. What are you talking about, Coach Brew? I'm talking about the sale of Coca-Cola. That's right. In 1917, they sold three million cans of Coke or bottles of Coke a day. In 1925, they doubled that in eight years to six million. And now in 1997, I don't even know what the latest figure is, but in 97, um, they crossed over to the one billion Cokes a day mark. If you think about that, like in terms of market share or just soda fanaticism globally, There are 7.5 billion people walking planet Earth. And Coca-Cola sells a million Cokes a day. Not a week, not a month, not a year. A day. That's crazy. So why do you bring this up, Coach Brew? I'm glad you asked. That's an important question. Why are we talking about soda? Um, Well, if you are old like me, and are old enough to remember the Cola Wars of the 70s and 80s. Uh, I think, you know, there's this thing some people like called Pepsi, and they tried to compete with Coke. Um, So I think some of you might be old enough to remember that. If not, ask your parents, ask your grandparents to explain the Cola Wars and the, quote, Pepsi Challenge to you. So anyway... What's that have to do with your business today? Everything. Success leaves clues. You want, and I'm about to unpack for you how and why Coke went from those astounding figures, 3 million a day to 6 million a day to a billion Cokes sold a day. So let's start unpacking that. Over the last 100 years, Coke has done an amazing job of consistently reinforcing positive emotions through its advertising. So think about some of of the campaigns and the cast of characters that you always saw featured in those campaigns. A polar bear, you know, the cute cuddly ones, not like the vicious ones. A cute, cuddly polar bear, an individual happy person like that kid 
in the 1970s that uh, went in the tunnel after a Steeler game and got uh, Mean Joe Green's autograph, and Joe Green gave him his jersey. Uh, heck, they even owned Santa Claus in the Cola Wars. That's right, Santa Claus drinks Coke. But here's the thing. They aren't just, like, always drinking Coke. You know, the polar bear, Santa, the kid, the celebrity, whoever it is. They're drinking a Coke, and they're always happy while they're doing it. Yep, cute, fuzzy little polar bears drinking Coke. Not the cocaine bear. That's something totally different. Wrong Coke. But I digress. Um, So you look at, like, success leaves clues. I say that a lot because, well, it's true. And if you look at Coke versus Pepsi, because there really are, I've always said there are like two types of people in this world. People who drink Coke, people who drink Pepsi. The other two types of people in this world are people who put like a little puddle of ketchup on the side and dip their fries into it versus the people that squirt ketchup all over their fries. I don't know who those insane people are that do that. Uh, We are a civilized society. You put it in a puddle on the corner of your plate. Anyway, um, there really are two types of people. You either like Coke or you like Pepsi uh, if you're a soda drinker, as I sit here drinking a Coke. Um, But you look at their messaging and you compare their messaging. Keyword, compare. You ready? Because if you look at Pepsi's messaging over the years, Pepsi focuses... It's messaging on comparing itself to Coke. That's right. They focus their message on the competition. Like, think about how much free media Coke has gotten from Pepsi and Pepsi ads. Coke, on the other hand, rarely ever makes mention of any of its competitors, much less Pepsi. And what Pepsi does is it tries to convey its messaging, and here's where you're in this story. It tries to convey its messaging in a rational way, in a logical way to appeal to customers. Well, we're not rational, logical beings. We're emotional beings who buy things. We're not rational buyers. We're emotional beings who buy things. So think about Coke's campaigns, taste the feeling, open happiness, have a Coke and a smile. I'd like to buy the world a Coke. And that's really why they're the heavyweight champs when it comes to, you know, the cola wars. And that that has never changed. And I don't think it's ever going to. Pepsi tries to win the battle using like, functional, logical appeals explaining, hey, uh, our drink is more refreshing. It's more liked. It tastes sweeter than Coke. That was the whole point of the Pepsi challenge. Coke has always instead simply made emotional appeals. And and this is uh, data and research straight out of uh, Adweek, which is um, the leading authority in terms of literature in the advertising and marketing world. They noted that even brain scan studies have demonstrated that while perhaps the Pepsi techniques of using logic and being rational in their 
appeal. While that does work on some level, as soon as someone sees the actual brand that is Coca-Cola, the power of the emotional connection comes in and Coke wins every time. That is a direct quote from Adweek. So that's why you're in this story. You want to correlate your business with positive emotions. Like Coke is not, I don't think Coke believes they're in the soda business. I think they believe their business is to deliver happiness. They don't compare themselves or bash the competition. Think about Disney World, same thing. Happiest place on earth. They deliver happiness. And it's an amazing thing. If you make people happy, they're more loyal. They spend more. They come back more frequently. They recommend you to friends more. There's another study. Uh, this time, uh, this one's done by Capgemini that showed that customers with high emotional engagement are more likely to have strong brand affinity compared to those with low emotional engagement. So if you're just being logical in your appeal to customers and you're just using data and you're being very left brain and logical and analytical, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You're missing the boat. And you'll have some buyers, certainly. They won't be as loyal. They won't be as rabid. And they won't, there won't be as many. And you could argue that Coke lovers are more emotional people. And that would be accurate. Um, But we're all emotional at some level. So why not create an emotional connection with your clients and customers that will get them to want to stay with you forever and recommend them or recommend you to their friends, their colleagues, their vendors. And you see this a lot in certain industries. Some people uh, will shamelessly use their children in their marketing. Oftentimes you'll see a, a politician pictured with his family or her family for that reason, emotional connection. My favorite one, and I think this works incredibly well, whatever market you're in, you've seen this somewhere. A realtor who's got a picture of herself with her dog on her signs, her business card, her ads in the newspaper or magazine, any kind of you know digital ads. Oh, it's usually a golden retriever. Um, I think every single place I've lived, there's been a realtor, uh, usually with Keller Williams, who has an ad with their golden retriever. Heck, maybe Keller Williams just rents out the golden retriever and uh, gets used in all their photography. I don't know. But it's an emotional connection. They're connecting emotionally with people who love animals, dog lovers. It's, it makes sense. And when I say that it makes sense, I mean that on an emotional level. You know, I don't mean that on a logical, look at the data, you know, rational level. But try and create a sense of emotion where you're capturing your potential customer or your customer's feelings. They feel something. 
Make them laugh. Make them smile before you try and sell them anything. Number one, it's going to get your your brand is going to get wired into their brain a little differently, a little deeper, a little better, more memorable. And number two, I, I use the term often: infotainment. Uh, you have to be entertaining before you can present information to make a sale, uh, to engage an audience in any way. You need to be in the business of infotainment. Uh, If you're a teacher, you need to be in the business of edutainment. And I know some of you will push back against that. I get it, but it's true. Um, It's a lot like you got to hide the medicine uh, in the candy, so to speak. You know, if you've ever given your dog, tried to give your dog medication, you've got to hide it in a treat. You got to bury the pill in the treat. They're excited to get the treat and then they ingest what you need them to ingest. So you got to entertain, you've got to capture people's attention through their emotions first in order to then inform them and help them make an educated decision. Uh, it's mostly the emotional appeal that will win them over. Um, but yeah, this story, you know, you can insert Coke and Pepsi or you can take the Coke and Pepsi story and insert your brand and your competition in that story. So whichever brand, whichever company uh, makes more of an emotional appeal and less of a logical, rational appeal is going to be the Coca-Cola of your industry. They're going to have that loyalty, that market share. If, you think, if, if all you did was focus on conveying positive emotion, your sales are going to increase. Your market share will increase. Is it going to double like Cokes did in five years? Probably not. But it can't help but improve because if you're not doing that, you're missing something pretty big in terms of buyer behavior, consumer behavior. You know, we're uh, emotional beings who make purchases. We're not rational buyers who then have emotions. We're emotional beings first. So I share this with you as food for thought. And I hope you're able to create some strategies to utilize positive emotion in your marketing, your advertising, how you promote your brand. You know, one of the things I do, if you didn't already know, I have a radio station, Chin Up, Chest Out, apparel company. Also, we are also in the radio business. We have uh, Chin Up, Chest Out Radio. It's uh, kukoradio.com. You can go there, download the iPhone or the Android app, and it is uh, positive music, 24-7, no negative news. No commercials, no interruptions like that. Um, you can get all that toxic stuff somewhere else. No ads. Um, so we just simply have top of the hour sponsors. Um, but anyway, in my promotion of the station, my advertising on social media, you, know, you can see some of the stuff at play if you look at our Instagram account for the station. You know, we use like happy kids, uh, you know, and artist entertaining an audience animals a dog wearing headphones 
smiling. You know, we try and associate positive emotion with our radio station, our brand. And then we include a link where you can go download the app as a call to action. But first, we want to capture your attention visually and make you feel something, make you smile, make you laugh. You know, it's playful, it's silly, it's not serious. And that's helped us grow our listenership. So that's one simple strategy you can use. Incorporate, you know, smiling people, happy people, and animals. As basic as that seems, you know, the fundamentals are fundamental because, well, they work. So share that with you. Uh, Knowledge minus action equals zero. So if all you do is listen to this and you don't implement any of it, um, you don't get to reap the benefits. But I wanted to share that with you. And now I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my uh, real McCoy here. Uh, The real thing. What are some other slogans for Coke? Can you think of some? I'm going to go have a Coke and a smile because Coke is it. And life tastes good. I'm going to go open happiness and taste the feeling. Yeah, those are some other ones. Anyway, uh, hope you've enjoyed this and found it helpful. And I want to remind you, the podcast is sponsored by our clothing brand, chinupchestout.com. Head on over there. Uh, you also find a link to the radio station on the apparel site as well. So uh, catch you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.